Welcome back to the Cyber Prophets. This time, we're going to go and prophesize about the future of technology as always, but to be precise, in the future of the freelancing world, a world that is very popular, especially in these times. However, this time, the co-host is not going to be the co-host, it's going to be the interviewee. In the corporate world, or let's say in the freelancing world, to be precise, he's known as Andreas Ellerbrock. And this time, my co-host is going to be Edgar Regalado, who will tell you more about Anorax Dev in his secret life as Andreas Ellerbrock. Thank you very much, Federico. And that's right. I'm going to be your co-host tonight. And I am glad that we have the chance to interview Anorax Dev which is better known as Andreas Ellerbrock. He has more than five years of experience in the corporate world, but he decided to do a career change and move to the freelancing world. And now he has been working as a freelancer for more than two years. He has completed independently and successfully more than 13 projects, and he is currently cataloged as one of the three top percent of best freelancers in his platform. This is something to be proud of, and we are proud to have you here, Andreas. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Now, Andreas, can you tell us why do you think freelancing is so important in these times? Oh, man, like so many reasons. So the thing, the, the, the real reason why freelancing is taking off right now is because so far, corporate America, that that business model, that structure worked really well for the industrial era, but we are no longer in the industrial era. We are in the information age. So freelancing is basically the type of work that best fits or best, take advantage, best takes advantage of uh, the age of information. We have so many tools right now especially computers, the internet, mics, everything's getting, all these things, the equipment is getting so cheap then that it just, it, 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 it just a better solution for anybody wanting to do work on a computer. The corporate world, it's way too strict, way too, um, way too stiff it's it, it, it and because it's so tight that it cannot really adapt to the way things are working right now. They're not taking advantage of all the tools available because if they did so, they would have to pretty much radically change the way they're doing business. And that's why so many people are fleeing their corporate world because it's too restrictive and not only that, it, it doesn't, it's really inefficient. Um, I remember how when I was, for example, working at, working at one of the companies that I was in corporate America, most of the time that I was there, I didn't spend it coding. I spent like a good portion of my time doing interviews, sorry, not interviews, meetings, talking with the team and like a, a lot of time procrastinating because they're just there was not enough work for me to do sometimes. So sometimes when you have a full-time job, sometimes you have more work, sometimes you have less work, but you're getting paid the same. 
So, and this with a whole host of inefficiencies. You're totally right. This is a common denominator that we hear nowadays. The corporate world is too stiff. There's a lot of bureaucracy. There are many rules. And things do not move as, as quickly as we as developers expect, right? Is this the reason why you decided to do a career change, Andreas? Well, it's many reasons. It's many reasons. So, um, so, okay, so I worked in corporate America for five years, almost six. So the first three years I had an internship and then the company got acquired. So everybody at the bottom pretty much got laid off. So I got laid off. And then uh, I, the, then I moved to another company that was uh, related to the healthcare industry and Right away, the 2016 elections happened and Trump won, saying that he was going to get rid of Obamacare, get rid of Obamacare, et cetera, et cetera. So the company that I worked for, they panicked when he won. And then, like, they decided to do huge layoffs everywhere. The entire IT, uh, the entire IT department was moved to India. And then, so, and then I got, then I, I, I met a friend of mine who happened to have an agency, a software development agency. And um, I asked him for to help me get a job. He gave me, he got me the interview, and then he told me that it was up to me to get the job after that. So I, I went to the interview. I I passed with flying colors. I got the job, and they told me, well, since you're, we, we don't know you that well, we're going to give you a three month contract, and if everything goes well, we're going to extend it, right? Well, so I did my job as expected. I did everything well. And when the three months ended, uh, they just uh, laid me off again. <laughs> because the, because that company too had been acquired. So, so I, same thing over and over again. So the third time I realized, okay, there's, there's something wrong here. Like if I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be, I'm being responsible, I'm having discipline, I'm delivering results. And I'm doing my job with, with excellency. How come I keep losing my job all the time? And that's when I realized that the, the corporate world, that, that was a trend that is going on the downside right now. It's a dying trend. And then I, and then I thought, well, if, I, if, if it is a dying trend and it's not going to get any better, then might as well just embrace it and, and move to freelancing, which is way more flexible uh, and way more, it's way more resilient than uh, having a regular job. And when you did this transition to become a freelancer, what was the hardest challenge that you faced? Man, like actually keeping up with it, like like doing. Just being showing up and showing up on time and doing the work that was the hardest because it's really discouraging in the beginning. Um, I I was fortunate to meet my first clients not uh, through Upwork or or like through any boards, but I actually knew the guy in a conference from that was organized by a writer that I really like. Anyway, so I, so I I just told him this was. This was just like days after I get laid off. So, you know, I told him, you know, what's going on. And this guy told me, so, but are you sure that you got laid off? Because 
because the company got acquired and not because you were a bad employee, right? Yeah, of course. So if you if you if you give me your your boss's uh, contact info and I call him, he's gonna have like good things to say about, right? Of course. And you know, it just ended there. And uh, at this this time, I was living in California. So when I because at this point I had uh, five years of experience, but that was too much for the lower jobs and not enough for the senior jobs. So nobody would hire me. So I decided to just like leave, sell everything and leave for leave to uh, to a cheaper place and start over. And I, so I got my first, my first contract from that guy. And then I just started getting more and more, but the first man, the first 10 contracts or the first nine contracts were really badly paid. Like I was making less than minimum wage for 2018 and 2019. Ooh, and I was like, and I was working. Yeah. So I remember that in 2019, I was in three separate times. I was in negative numbers in my bank account. So like that, that stress of just like watching, just like watching your bank account, like almost empty and thinking, how the hell am I going to pay my bills for next month? You know, it's a, it's, so yeah, like it, it was, it, it was really difficult. Also, um, I don't know this, the, 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 the constant competition of like constantly updating my skills because it, like everybody's, everybody's doing the same. Everybody wants to go to the top. Uh, it's, it was, it was really difficult. So it sounds pretty challenging. And especially like, as you say, at the beginning, the very first contracts were very low paid and you have to somehow uh, keep motivating yourself. But could you please, Andreas, elaborate on how did you get your first client? This is something very interesting also for our audience. And maybe mm -hmm. you could also tell us what, what was what kind of project was this very first project that you got? For sure. So there is this blogger. His name is Tynan. He's done all sorts of cool things. He's he's been an entrepreneur. He's he spent a long time living in an RV. He's traveled the world. He has like a, a, a cruising service. He has a blog. He's he's done he's done so many things. He's a really adventurous guy. And I I read him a lot because you know he gave he gave really good ideas. So it was a big surprise when I once I saw like he writing a blog saying that he was going to make an event where we would meet in in Vegas and, with him and he would we he would give us the chance to ask him questions and he would dedicate like t allocate time for each one of us so it was a really small it was a really small group we were like 10 people and it was expensive too but so i i bought the ticket in november and i got laid off in february so i <laughs> So, so I bought the ticket to to that event, and then I got laid off, and I get, and the the conference just happened to be three days later. So, I mean, I had all sorts of questions that I wanted to ask him, but like pretty much getting laid off just dropped everything, and I had and I just went like like with nothing, just just with an open mind, you know, like I, I I'm gonna go and I'm just gonna see what happens, uh, and whatever happens happens. That was my reasoning. So I go there and. Everybody started talking. He was a really nice guy, and I told him my situation. And then I, I met 
this guy called Kevin. So again, he was the one who asked me about uh, my boss and everything. So fast, and everybody left in good terms. It was really cool. Fast forward a few months later when I'm in Houston and uh, unemployed, and I just texted him, hey, man, like, uh, how are you doing? Like, it's, how is everything going? I wasn't really, like, expecting anything. I, I, re I generally just wanted to say hi. So he told me, hey, I, it just so happens that I'm in Houston, too. How about, how about we have a cup of coffee? So I went, I went there, and we had a couple – we met at a bar, and we had a beer, I think. And he came with another guy who happened to be his business partner. And he told me, okay, well, so here's the, th here's the situation. We have a real estate business and we have the problem that when we are showing the, the property to a, to a lead, we have, we need to have like a computer open with a spreadsheet just for extra, extra things that they want in the apartment. Let's say that maybe a door needs to be repaired. Maybe they need to change something in the roof. Maybe some changes in the bathroom, some, uh, so, so maybe an extra slot in the kitchen. So like little little things that 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 slowly would add up, and they were doing it on on, on Excel, and it was really uncomfortable. So they told me, hey, how about can you make us an app, a, mo a mobile app, where we can like just do that really easily, so to make us to make our job even better. And I say, hey, of course I can, sure I can. So, uh, so that that's how it started, and I uh, I got the contract, and the cool thing is that when I got the contract, I was this close, like of running out of money. <laughs> so, yeah. So so, and then we just started. Like that was the first time that I I actually write a whole application from scratch. I had to design the database and doing the back end and doing the front end and doing the hosting and the support. So, it, I mean, it was, a, it was, and at the same time, I had a full time job at a company. Eventually, like, I got fired from there because I was paying more attention to my client than them. But I don't care. Like, I was actually happy when that happened. I, I said to myself, well, now I can fully focus on freelancing. So, yeah, so so I, start, so I started working, and that was my very first contract. And I'm really fortunate because get, getting the first one is always the hardest part. But for me, it wasn't that difficult because I, I happened to know somebody. So you could say that your acquaintances help you get your first contract. Oh, uh, hell right? yeah. Hell yeah, like networking is half of the equation and being good at your job is the other half. Great, great. And you also mentioned that you develop a mobile app for for them. Is this what you specialize in? Yes. So when I was in when I was in corp in like corporate world, I I started uh, with web development and slowly moved towards mobile. But, uh, and I tried like all, all, all sorts of different things. I remember trying EXTJS. I remember like trying Xamarin. I remember trying even Swift. So like I, 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 I took, uh, I learned from all of these things, but decided to go for React, React Native because it, it goes, it's better uh, aligned with my web uh, development skills. But they, even that was after a very long time of experimentation because, like, the first app, I wrote it with Angular. 
No, so sorry, Ionic, but the Ionic framework uses Angular. So, so and, and like I'm, I'm slowly just refining that part of mobile development. Now that we spoke about the clients, what is the process or how do you get the clients? Because you said the first one was about networking, but then you went in a, in a new direction. How do you get the clients? Because this is the hardest question or hardest part. Right, 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 right. Okay, so I, I use Upwork as a platform for freelancing. And by the way, that, that a platform is for all jobs that can be done uh, with a computer, not necessarily just coding. You can do graphic design, you can do accounting, you can do uh, call center, you can do copyright, you can do a lot of things on Upwork. So I, ju I, every, I go to Upwork and I start searching, and there's the list of all the jobs that potential clients are posting, and I choose the one that, are, uh, that have a better match with my skills and then apply, and then repeat over and over and over again, like until 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 I get something. Because uh, it, it actually like it actually it's actually costly to apply for a job. There is this thing called Connects, which is basically like a, like an upward currency where you where you have if you want to apply for a job, you have to spend two Connects, or maybe you have to spend four Connects. So in the basic plan, they give you like a, like so many connects per month, which is usually not enough. So I ended up paying for the for the premium service where they give you way more per month, and uh, they they let you like purchase them and purchase purchase them in packages. So every time I apply a job, I have to spend connects. So I have to choose very carefully what what are the jobs that I that I'm going to be applying for. I usually have like four or five tabs on my browser, one for the one for React, one for uh, JavaScript, one for Python, one for uh, Angular. So I and I'm and I'm constantly refreshing them because every ten minutes or so a new job pops up sometimes. So I I just start applying, applying, applying. And whenever like I get uh, uh, whenever I get a response from a client, we just keep talking, and uh, and then we, we we discuss the project, we discuss the problem. Then I uh, then I usually tell them, okay, yes, I can do it. We we talk, you know, estimations, uh, time, and et cetera, et cetera. And if everything goes well, they send me the contract and I, and I accept it, and then. I'm working with them. And you mentioned that you use Upwork. This is like uh, the platform that you use for getting your freelance projects. Did you Correct. use in the past any other platform or do you have experience using any other platform? No, only, only Upwork. And why did you choose specifically this one? Uh, because a friend of mine told me so about it. Um, so I, I remember that I was on the phone with him and I was like, I was, I was worried and I was venting that I was, you know, running out of money. And he told me, wait, why don't you use Upwork? I'm doing the same thing and it's, and so far it's doing well. So why don't you try it? And then I thought, huh? Yeah, really? Why haven't I tried it yet? <laughs> so, um, so, so I decided to, to experiment again, like need really makes you do things like that. <laughs> Necessity. Okay, now that, let's say you have said that you have had like the two sides of of the 
like how to say, you have experience in both sides, in the freelancing world and in the corporate world. And you have had interviews in, the, in, those, two, in those two sides of the coin. How different are those interviews? For example, when you have an interview with a client and when you have an interview with, with a new position. Oh man, it's it's night and day. It's completely opposite because when you're when you're in a corporate world, okay, you're going to apply for a job. Many times you don't even know what you're going to be doing. Like it, it isn't until the end or or like when you actually meet them that that you have to ask them what are you go, what are we going to be building, and the interviews just uh, are really really technical, right? They ask you all sorts of all sorts of questions to know just uh, just how much you know about a language or a technology or a framework or whatever and then it takes uh and then it's okay so we're going to go for the second interview which is going to be next week and then you have to wait another week uh to get the interview so there and there's there's all the regulations all the all the papers you have to sign you know register for uh for health for free healthcare or or no benefits that's the word when you have to register for benefits and fall, failing your w2 and all the legal work right but with the freelancing world is really different because from of all the contracts that i've uh that i've that i've done only one of my clients was a co was a programmer and he was indeed he didn't really ask me many technical questions just like a few about angular but most of the clients they're they're the end users they're the ones who say okay this is the thing that i need to get done can you do it the, that's the only thing that they they care about like they don't care if you're using .NET or Python or Java or whatever they they probably don't even know what that is the only thing that they care about is that you're actually like can deliver it so for i remember for example that i was talking to a guy who built a a scheduling software for uh for workers in the construction business and he got the guys. He built it himself from scratch, but it was it had bugs and it was you know it was really crappy made. So he told me he told me where it was what was the problem that they had, and he asked me how would you solve it. And I would say, oh, you know, I'll pro probably move into relational databases is a good idea, and and this and that. So um, if you're building, if he was he built it with Angular JS, and so I, he told me how I would, you know, make improve the security, how I could uh, make the workflow run smoother, etc. So I, I gave him my solution, and then he said, "Okay, cool." So I have I'm talking to other guys right now, but I'll let you know tomorrow uh, if what's going on. So he called me the next day, and we we, we had a conversation. We we, we negotiate rates and all the stuff, and okay, you're con you're hired. I'm sending you the contract right now. And and that was it. So because this contract, so in Upwork you can you have two modes. You can um, you can have fixed pri fixed price contracts, and you get paid by milestones. So for example, finished if when you do the login system, I'm gonna give you your first check, and when you and when you get you know let's say Google Maps running on the app live, then I'm gonna give you the second check, and and you do it by by goals or 
you hire them by the hour and then they're just logging hours and and there's that this one was a $1,000 uh, contract and for those $1,000 we agreed that I would fix five bugs from his from his ass which which was a it was a terrible idea a bad mistake because it turned out to it turned out it was like I don't know I, I put way more work in just trying to understand how, how he built it that it took me so much time that it was like, actually, I wasn't making a lot of money for it. But I mean, that's fine. That's how you learn. Uh, and then I have other contracts where the, where the guy like was semi-technical. Like, for example, he knew like he knew basically like what everything did, but didn't really go under the hood. So he knew things on a very superficial level, but at least he could ask me, okay, so we have this app that we want to build and this, and we have this, this problem. How would you solve it? We had this thing that was built with, with Flask and it's, for example, the problem, one of the problems that he has is that he had built an application with Flask and it was already failing because it was getting too big. Like Flask applications are supposed to be really small, so I told him, "Well, why don't you? Why don't we switch to Django, which is way more robust and can and can do way more, and it's it's better built for for. It has an ORM, it has a lot of cool things. No need to install any new libraries. So yeah, he he thought that it made sense, and so he gave me the green light to start it from scratch on Django. So it um I don't know uh. There was this lady who she she had a home moving business, and she wanted me to build an app to track the motion of the the trucks as they were moving from place to place, so, something like an Uber. And she tried building it herself, and she realized that she couldn't. Because it was just way too complicated. <laughs> like she built the login system and she and 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 got it couldn't get it work, so she she sent it to me. And the first contract, the first test was okay, get it to sign in, get it to log in, like get the basic security working. So I did it in like two days and she was really impressed and she liked it. And a month later she called me, Hey, do you wanna finish it? So so, so I ended up building that. It was really cool because, like, it was. I used so many Google libraries at the same time. I used Google Maps, Google Places, Google Autocomplete, Google Firebase, uh, Google um, Real Time Database, etc. So, yeah, it, that that. So she could. She was. She knew basic coding. Like she could change the styles, for example, and they react right, but nothing more. So I mean, I've had all sorts of clients. Some some that barely know how to turn on the computer and sometimes that are they have even more knowledge than me so it ranges and you get used to talking to them at their level at their level of knowledge for example like to to the guy that that, that we spoke about moving to Django there was no need for me to tell him like exactly how I was going to set up the ORM for example that like that he didn't he didn't care and probably didn't know about that so it's uh, it's 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 something that you practice. Now let's go a little bit in depth with something. At least I have experience that in the corporate world, 
they ask you many times about your portfolios, but in my experience, the recruiters, they don't always check them. And you just send something that generally is there, but they don't really look at it. I remember that once even someone asked me for, hey, send us a link of an app that you would like that we test us. They never tested because, hey, I have statistics and I know that they never downloaded from that country and I was rejected <laughs> the next day. So how about in the freelancing world? Do they really check the portfolios or do you, or is it different that experience? Okay, so so the main the, the main thing that they look at is your profile. So because in my profile all all my clients they get to rate me after when a contract is finished. And right now I have a I have a, a, an average of 5 stars. And I get to rate them too and they add reviews. So what like what what the client can say about my performance in their own words has a lot of weight. Like because the, I I really like that all 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 the reviews that my uh, clients wrote, they all say they 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 have a lot of things in common. For example, they all say that I'm really good at communication, and and it's and. That's the first one. So the first one is the profile. And after that, they asked me for my portfolio, which is on my website. So uh, the portfolio is really important. It's not a deal breaker. Like it's not some, sometimes for some companies or for some clients, it is a deal breaker for others. It isn't. But generally, like I've managed to get jobs without get a portfolio. And the reasoning is that, like some some of the, in fact, most of the uh, projects that I that I did, I had to sign an NDA, so I cannot really share it with with, with anybody, except uh, except in those circumstances when they let me do it explicitly. So, yeah, it's it, it's a little complicated because, for example, the app the the app that I did that was like like Uber like the, the truck tracker that one is a it's a it's 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 a private thing it's a it's something that can only be downloaded from from within the company right it's not available on the app store for everybody yes i can totally understand that these ndas are usually everywhere and are totally basically impossible for us as software developers to showcase the code in this sense. And now, Andreas, I have a very important question for you. Uh, when you were talking about the way that you get your clients, you mentioned that you have certain connects per month. And if I understand correctly, this kind of limits the number of clients that you can contact every month. Am I right? Correct. So if, if you are limited to, to the clients that you can contact, how do you usually work? Like, do you have any criteria for picking up your clients or are you basically open to every single client that comes to you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I check their profile too. For example, like there is the status of, of if they verify their payment methods or not. So if a client hasn't verified their payment methods, that's a red flag. That totally if, makes if, sense. If, 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 I, if I remember that I, this guy wasn't a client of mine because I refused to work for him. But 
this guy sent me an invitation uh, for for a contract, and he he had a three star review, sorry, a, a three star a three star average. So okay, I thought so what's going on here. So I actually went to his profile and went to to see what their what their employees had like or what their what other freelancers had to say about him. And basically, like they all said that this guy was really cheap and he didn't want to pay them, or he wanted to pay them as little as possible. So when I see that. Uh, that 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 is another red flag. If a if a client doesn't have has to have zero contracts and is and and then is pulling a putting a contract offering fifty thousand dollars, that's another red flag. I mean, it's usually it's usually bullshit. So it, so I pay attention to the description of the product as well because the the more detailed I can tell that the more serious they are about it. And and when they stay, when they're very clear or on what on what the skills uh, that they want, okay, we want somebody that is really good with React, and this is what we're going to do, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, then that's then I can consider it. And other other thing is that I make sure that the description of the product or the skill set really matches my portfolio, because if I'm going to be building some, if I'm going to be taking a applying for a contract that wants me to build an app in Swift. Then it's a waste of time because I'm not an expert on Swift. It, it makes sense. Now, based on your experience and what you have seen in the freelancing world, what are the most demanded technologies, and what is the most common job that you can see people are looking for in Upwork? Oh well, so for web, so web is not it's uh, WordPress. Shopify, um, things like that, and, <laughs> and for the actual coding, it's React and Python. That those are the big ones. React, Python, more specifically Django. Those are in huge demand right now. Also, a little bit of Ruby. I have not seen many many jobs for for Java developers. I have not seen many jobs for C sharp developers. But everything that has to do with JavaScript is pretty much like in, in really high demand. Oh wow, that's very very good to know. So for every JavaScript developer out there, better sign up for Upwork right now. <laughs> and I, I have a very very important question. You mentioned that most of the people that post jobs there are usually the final users of the app. That also gives us the thought that they do not they do not know much about programming. So. Have you seen offer in complex areas such as computer science or software architecture, writing complex algorithms and that kind of stuff? No. So like most, I mean, I'm pretty sure such, such things exist. I'm pretty sure if I started, I could probably find something like that. But generally, like the, the user just wants a regular app. Like usually it's not it's not that scientific, not that you know deep. They just want something that works and that solves a problem. Well, I guess everyone is trying to solve problems. 
you were one of those, let's say, mysterious people who had the chance to get a client when you, he was working in the corporate world. But do you think that someone like, let's say, Edgar or me had any chance to get a job in Upwork? Because, hey, you said, well, Edgar is a Java developer, I'm a C-sharp developer. Well, although I, I know a lot of things about JavaScript too, but my point is that we are from the corporate world. And if we would like to start in the freelancing world, do you think that mm -hmm. any like us could have a chance? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, like, the, the factor on whether you can get a contract in Upwork or not, it's pretty much your attitude. Because when because when I when I started when I started the fir my first contract uh, the I remember that the back end I wrote it in Web API and the front end in Ionic, but then when I started seeing okay nobody's asking for 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 C sharp C sharp skills then that means that I need to I need to up sorry I need to update. That's when I started taking Flask. Is when I started taking Python. Also okay so. When I did the first one in Ionic, then I saw, damn, nobody wants anything in Ionic anymore. Everybody wants, everybody wants Angular. So the next contract, I had to learn Angular. So, uh, and, and I had to deliver Angular. And then a little later, I saw, hey, uh, people are asking more more jobs in React Native than Angular. So I got to, so I got to learn React Native. Like the, the the here's the thing. Like if you're willing to adapt and if you're flexible, you can make it as a freelancer, because it's it, unlike the corporate world. You, I mean, you. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're constantly competing in the corporate world, but it's different. Like because you're competing probably like with your own with your peers. Like you're you're competing probably inside the company, but freelancing you're competing with everybody. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm competing with the entire country, so. Uh, that means that I'm constantly have I constantly have to update I constantly have to take online courses I I haven't made it like I haven't done this as faithfully as I would like to but I would like to I think if I took like for example three online courses a year and actually like applied that knowledge in in contracts I would I, when I do it I'm really I'm flying like everything goes well but the the point when I, when I start stagnating. That's when, like, I'm. I can see that I'm getting in trouble because, like, I start losing money. For example, my latest uh, in my latest contract, I was built. We built a survey platform, and the 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 front end was with React, and because uh, because uh, I was doing uh, other, I was doing more of the back end. Uh, my client like hired more more front end developers. They hired like a small a small agency like of four or five people because they they were not only uh, front end developers but they also designer they 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 were graphic they 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 made the design and the development right. So I was basically in charge of them. I was telling them okay this is the next step. This is what we're doing. And then the first time that I saw their code, I couldn't understand what it was what they did. Uh, and then I realized, damn, they're using React hooks, and I don't have experience with hooks. So I and, and I told him, dude, why aren't you? Why, are, why aren't you using readers? Why aren't you doing it like this? And he told me, well, because that's that's outdated. Like we've been doing this for two years. <laughs> so then I realized, damn, this yeah, this is this is a problem. So I, I had to take another course, and I had to update on that. 
wow, this whole environment of the freelancing sounds very competitive to me. But, you know, Andreas, when Federico mentioned about becoming a freelancer, it rang a bell on me. Like, I am feeling that I would like to try, but basically from your experience, the benefits of choosing to be a freelancer over a corporate world, like, is there anything that you cannot get in the corporate world? Oh, man, there, there are so many things, so many reasons. Let's start with money, right? I mean, what are the chances of you getting uh, to, of you getting your your salary doubled in, in the corporate world? Well, like in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you're not gonna you're not gonna make a lot more money after after you join the company. Like when you when you when you join, you negotiate a rate, and that's it. And like you're gonna stay there. Doesn't matter how long you stay there. Your rate is not really going to increase by much. That's but true. with freelance, so but with freelancing, I have a I have a, a habit or like a method that the first contract, like I made almost no money, or no, the, the second I did almost no money. But as I started getting more contracts, I have a rule that I increase my hourly rate by ten dollars every time I finish a contract, and like my clients are willing to pay it. So. Mm. But there are other benefits, and this is maybe where you could help us understand how do you handle social care or other relevant benefits that that common jobs gives you? Because let's say if you get sick in the U.S., five thousand dollars for calling an ambulance mm-hmm. is not a, it's not a nice joke, right? Well, I mean, private insurance. Like I I I charge more uh, to my clients, but I use that money to for to pay for my healthcare and all that stuff. And I, I like it because like I get to choose it. It runs, it runs my way. When you like in the corporate world, no, like you, this is our plan and take it or leave it. And it's usually, it's, it's usually like really inefficient. It's, it's a, it's money, it's money badly spent. So if I just get the money, if I just get that kind of money in cash, I can stretch it way more and get the same kind of service. Okay. And that's, that's first one. Second one, vacations. Right, like in the corporate world, you get two days, two weeks vacations, and uh, and and that's it. But with with freelancing, I'm my own boss. Like I get to choose when I rest and when I don't. Now the catch is the catch is that that uh, that in the the first couple of jobs you're gonna be working way harder on freelancing than on the corporate world. You're gonna be working twice as hard and twice as long. And no breaks, no 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 vacations, no nothing. Because I mean, you're on survival mode, right? But uh, like right, right now, that right now, I it's been like a little over two and a half years that I that I've been working on freelancing, and it is until now that I took a vacation. Like I like it, I mean, in order to get to top rated, I spent two and a half years pretty much just locked in my room working. I I had I had no social life. I I didn't go out, like I didn't spend a lot of money. I was just like grinding. But now that I that, that I'm like doing well and th- things are doing better, I spent two two months doing nothing. Wow, that's incredible. That's a privilege that in the corporate world we cannot basically take. But as I see it now, it requires a lot of work as well, and it's just basically a, a trade-off. 
So it is a trade-off, yes. Let me ask you, Andreas, will you ever come back to the corporate world? Never. <laughs> Why? Never. Okay, so, okay. 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 So for when you are in the corporate world, you're not like I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I I never really they never gave me they never give me a project to myself. No, like it was a team, and I'm only and I'm only building like a little part of a big thing, right? Or worse, just maintenance job, fixing bugs, like making things look a little pretty, improving here, improving there. But with freelancing, I get to build an entire product from scratch, from from design to development to to debugging to to release to support like all all of those stages and they have really helped me grow a lot as a developer i can tell you that in two years i've learned way more in freelancing than five years in corporate world i i i know things that i that i like it's it's not in daily because even though when i was in the corporate world i was like i was making decent money i didn't really like believe in myself like i i felt that I was not really living up to my potential. <laughs> but uh, but in instead of building really cool th uh, things, I'm here like basically uh, just fixing bugs, doing maintenance and browsing Reddit. So get into get, get into because here's the thing like when you're when you when you start freelancing, you're not just a programmer anymore. I mean, you you got us uh, now. I'm now I'm a salesman. I'm selling myself. Um, I, I have I have to I have to do marketing for myself. I have to uh, I have to learn to talk to people and be diplomatic and uh, and, and and solve conflicts and solve disagreements. So it's all and on top of that, I have to write the, write good code, right? So it's 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 a big difference. The other um, one, the other, mm -hmm. the other one is the other one is the freedom. The freedom that I I can, I choose what I want to work with and what I don't want to work with. I mean, th there are clients that I refuse to work with because they were just they were just like too difficult. And I, 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 you know, it's funny because like I spent so so much time working alone with the client, and when I the, when I joined the team for my previous contract, it was like. I, I had, it was difficult. I had to, I had to get used to it. Um, I mean, the freedom too. I, I worked in, I can be wherever I want. Like I can be anywhere in the world as long as I have my computer and an internet connection and I can do my job and my clients don't, don't care. They don't care where I am. They don't care who I am. They don't care what I do as long as I deliver. In fact, some of my clients, I have, I don't even know them. Like I don't even know what they look like. I only know their their names, and they only know my names. Like it's so if if you're somebody who values anonymity, I mean it's not fully anonymous, but it, it helps, you know. Well, it's understandable. There is one thing that I have faced, especially because in my case I'm publishing a book. And it's related to where you need to have a bank account. Do you need, mm -hmm. when you join to Upwork, do you need to have a bank account in a specific country? Because some guys, hey, they can pay you through PayPal, but I'd say PayPal is not available everywhere. I know that in El Salvador, mm -hmm. we have been fighting for around nine years and this is still not available. So maybe. Yeah, I mean, if, 
if you are outside of the U.S., I mean, for the U.S., you just have to have a bank account and they just uh, they require you. So, but if you're outside, um, it's a little complicated. I have a friend of mine who he created the account in Payoneer, which is a banking service in England, and they give you a debit card. So Upwork like makes a direct deposit to his bank account and he just spends it on, on with his card. That makes sense. And now that we're talking about everything that's required to be a freelancer, including these bank accounts, um, could you please tell us, Andreas, like specifically some points uh, or let's say some process that you follow in order to secure a project? What is, mm. what is the procedure you follow? Right. So, okay, by this point, I already applied for a job or sometimes they contact me. And by this, and 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 I'm and I'm starting to talk to the client. So basically, this starts a process of back and forth, where first they chase me, and then after, and then I have to chase them, and we start talking. And well, I, and in the phone calls that we're having, I really have to perform really well because who knows how many people the client is talking to at the same time. So, and the, but I always the, it's it's about. It's about selling yourself. I always sell them not only that I'm going to that I'm going to uh, give them the product that they want. I always tell them, "Hey, I'm I'm going to tell you uh, what it is that we're doing, how we're doing it, why we're doing it. I'm going to give you like real quality. I give you something that is not going to break, is not going to have bugs, is going to be like in perfect shape when I deliver it, and we're going to be meeting like every week or so if you want, and I'm going to be showing you progress." Or, uh, or I'm going to be asking you questions. So, because I'm, I really care about like the client getting what they want and being satisfied. I think that's 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 the number one. Like making the client, like making them aware that you really that you really are committed to their idea. That's what that's what they really want to hear. So, and then after that, after that, I, I, if I get it, then they send me the contract and I accept, and then I can start working right away. So usually it's mostly about the selling process, like telling them that you will go the extra mile for their project. Exactly, exactly. And not only that, but okay, but I mean, and, and in order to, and to prove that I will go the extra mile, go to my profile, see what my clients have to say about me. So, so yeah, that's, uh, that's my process. Now, in our case, we're speaking in English and yeah, we're speaking about the United States, but do you believe that, for example, someone from El Salvador, someone, let's say, from Latin America or even, let's say, from Europe, want to jump to Upwork, do they need to speak certain, certain languages to get a job? And if, it's, and if it's yes, what is the required level to secure a job? Because, as you said, everything is about sales, call, phone call, phone call. Okay, so I mean, you don't have to speak English if you don't want to, but you're pretty pretty much going to be limited to doing business with Spain or with Mexico. So, like that, if you that's 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 like the highest you can hope for because for 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 if you want to get a contract from people, you know where the real money is, you have to speak English. You have to, and you have to speak it fluently. You have to speak it at a conversation level, because like people, people, they don't really have 
patience for you if you don't if you cannot communicate yourself well because communication is everything with a client so andrea so far you have mentioned that you will require english to approach the countries where the real money is you will also need to develop your sales skills in order to get a client and on top of that you will need to open a bank account but can you please recommend the audience what like what other tools do you use Like, I don't know, maybe you, you use some tool for project management or mm -hmm. some tool for checking your code. What kind of mm -hmm. tools could you recommend? The okay, so, so, so the tools that I use really depend on the complexity of the project. So I, when, we, when I was in my last contract that I was in a team of five, we were using Slack to communicate. We were using Gmail and we were using, um, we were putting everything on GitHub and we were using Asana as well. To for, for project management to keep track of everything. Uh, for 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 contracts that are smaller or for contracts where I am deal is just me and the client. I usually don't need to do things that are that fancy because I just I just show him well Zoom of course for the video conference or Skype, but clients usually prefer Zoom. And so I yeah it's. When I when it's one to one, I tell them, okay, this is what I'm going to show you next week, uh, and I'm going to show you how it works. Not necessarily how it works, but I'm going to I'm going to this showcase. I, I want you to see it work because sometimes, like many times, the client doesn't really know what he wants. So uh, I do things exactly as uh, as they told me, and then you know what? Actually, I don't like it. Can you change this? Can you change that? That's why I like to go like little by little to make sure that I don't deliver something and then the changes have to be too big. Um, I use the notepad a lot because, well, not necessarily the notepad, but I use TextMate, but same thing, just to keep notes for each contract that I run. So for each contract I have the product and then I have a, a text file when I say notes, okay, this is what the product is gonna do. This is what the goals that the client wants. <clears throat> and then I just write, um, Now for the tests, okay, number one, open open the product on GitHub. Number, number two, like start your repository. Number three, uh, build a login system, et cetera, et cetera. Because since, it, since it's just me, like I don't need to, to, to use the sauna for something so small. Uh, I host everything on GitHub. I have a paid account. Of course, like since I've signed NDAs, my, the code that, that I'm, the, the code cannot be public. So I had, I, I had to keep it um, there. Um, Uh, for, for hardware, I have a, a, a MacBook Pro, and the, and the reason is that I have to use a Mac because I'm developing for iPhones, so you cannot, you cannot run the emulator on any other system, and, but, the, but the Mac OS can run emulators for iPhone and Android, so it's really convenient. Mm. Now, I, I have, because you have told us about how you manage the things, how do you control, like you have the tools, this and this, that. However, there is one thing. When you're a freelancer, you don't have a boss. You are your own boss. Let's call it like that, because, of course, the client is the, the, the one who is paying. And, of course, he's the real boss. But my point is, how do you manage to keep yourself on track? Uh, stress. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, 
Stress, stress is what gives me in check. <laughs> maybe, maybe let's go a little bit in depth in the stress, in the stress right, right. process. Okay, okay. So, for example, so let's say, for example, that this is not something that I, that I'm really proud of. But the 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 past two years, like I had since I had to sacrifice everything and spend like every, just working, like I just didn't care. Like I I'm, I'm I was busy on getting it to work and nothing else matters but now that like that that i'm a little bit stable i tr i'm trying i have uh my schedule basically on a spreadsheet just to make sure that that i'm gonna be like i'm i'm gonna be doing progress with work and progress with everything else you know exercise social life etc well you you have found a very interesting way <laughs> and, and i have a another question also that might interest our audience and just let me know if the answer is also a stress, okay? <laughs> and the thing is, well, you said that it was very hard for you at the beginning to get new clients. And I, I don't know, is it the same way right now or is it getting any better? No, it's, it's, way, it's way better. It's a, it's a lot easier because, for example, I have, I have a client that I've worked with two, twi twice already. And he just contacted me recently. Hey, I mean, I need help with something else. So since he already knows me and he already knows, you know, just how well I work, I, I, I'm always getting, I'm always getting things like that. Um, this time, these days, I am getting invitations for jobs that I didn't apply for. Wow, that's that's so, incredible. Yeah. So and I don't and, and it when when they contact you, it's way easier because like they're gonna have to play on your terms. So okay, if you if you if you if you call me if you call this because of something, right? So this is my yeah. rates, take it or leave it. <laughs> and like you know, like it, it feels especially like when I'm already when I already have a contract and one when I don't really need any more, like telling somebody to go fuck themselves because they pay too little, it's really satisfying. But now let's go a little bit deeper about that. In the beginning, I'm sure that you had stress was not even, let's say, the common word. There was another level of stress. How, <laughs> did you, how did you keep motivated when you couldn't get clients? Because, you know, when someone jumps into the freelancing world and you cannot get clients, even if you spend a lot of money in connects, how did you keep motivated? And don't come back. Okay, let's go back to the corporate world. Yeah, I mean, so... It so I thought about freelancing for a, for a while, for a very long time. And when I finally decided like, okay, I, I, I just made my mind. Like I'm, I, I'm, I, I, there is no plan B for me. I'm going to go like straight in and I'm not going to stop until I get it. So like, the, like having that mindset of thinking I'm going to succeed on Upwork no matter what, that's what got me through <laughs> Because uh, and, and not only that, but like I I, I, I said, you know, I wanna I wanna have uh, I wanna have a comfortable life. I wanna I wanna have a nice place. You know, I wanna have all these nice things, and that and that's fine. Like I'm I'm willing to pay the price for it. So um, so like before before you you get it or before anybody gets into freelancing, like you have to do some like soul searching and be honest with yourself and saying, okay, are, am I gonna be willing to pay the price for it?
That's amazing. And now, Andreas, uh, it looks like we are just entering right now our last set of questions. The first one, and just like to wrap up, I would like you to tell our audience what would be your recommendation to start doing, if they wanted to start doing freelance today, what would be your recommendation? Right. Okay. So the first, I, not this is not really necessary, but it works uh, to like understand why it is that that we're doing freelancing now. So when you when you realize that freelancing is pretty much the future of work and it's pretty much the future of the IT world, then you realize that yeah, it's going to be really difficult. But I have a head start on everybody that it's in corporate world right now. So, so when you that. so like so like again so tell it when when you realize that do, that freelancing is the future, then it's really not that difficult. You realize okay, it's really my, my only realistic solution if I want to be better off. Uh, so so that's the first one. Like the second one is to, you have to really want it. You have to really want it because there's so much competition at the bottom and it's it is really difficult. If you if you're doing it just for the money, it's it's probably not a good idea. Like you have to you you have to want more. For example, like my uh, my independence is more important than my income. Like being able to like live my life my way for me that that's priceless. So. And do you believe that in the next five years there are going to be more freelancers? There are going to this is going to be a trend in the the market. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, just take a look at what the what the pandemic has done to the gig economy. The, the I, I read a news not long ago that the that there was a mass exodus of people from like the corporate world to freelancing. that there were millions of people joining up work all the time. So the fact, the fact, okay. So the reason why it's going to increase is because the corporate world, it's, it's not built to withstand the pandemic. It's not built to withstand uh, the uh, quarantine. It's not flexible enough, but Every, but when people realize that, they realize, hey, if I if I move to the freelancing world, I might not make as much money in the, in the first place. But I'm employed anyways. So what the hell? So just to summarize, you you have mentioned now that you believe that the freelancing is the future in the IT world, and that also money should not be your main passion, and you should not focus just on making money. And in view of that, you also mentioned that, that the corporate world is not built to endure things such as the pandemics that we're experiencing nowadays. And in view of that, and in view of that you believe that freelancing is going to be the, the future, then I would like to ask you, uh, Basically, other than the COVID and the pandemics, do you have any other reasons or any statistics to believe this? Yeah. So let me let me let me check right here. I was actually reading an article recently. It's called 
um, Thriving in the Gig Economy, written by Jean Piero Tretiglieli. So he said this was before the this was before the pandemic. He said approximately 150 million people in North America and Western Europe now work as independent contractors, most of them in knowledge-intensive industries and creative occupations. So this it's a really cool article. We will probably link it in the bottom because it says uh, it's talking about four things that we need to do in order to thrive in the gig economy. And yeah, so it's it, it, it's it's that um, the the other reason that I see uh, is that um, the 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 economy is not really going is not really doing really well and it's not going to get better anytime soon. So in 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 hard economic times, those who adapt survive. Those who are flexible and can and, and, and can and can change and all stuff, yeah, those are the ones that are going to be thriving. Most people, well, most people are going to be in welfare. So, okay, well, you have heard it. That is the future of freelancing, and we have prophesied what it's going to be like. And now, just as a closing note, I would like to thank you, Andreas. Thank you very much for your time today. It was a pleasure to have you here as a host. Thank you for having me. Um, and just last one last thing that I wanted to say. There are, there are so many benefits to being a freelancer. You get to make more money. You get to be more free. You get to decide how, decide how you want to live. You get to design your own life. You get to be your own boss. There are, it, it is difficult, but the trade-offs are definitely worth it. And... I think everybody that is working in the IT world could benefit from considering moving to freelancing. Thank you very much for, for your thoughts, Andreas, and hopefully we'll see you soon in one week. Later, guys. Bye.